This season of Moms in the Middle is brought to you by Lego Duplo. Support your toddler's imagination. such a short time of year you know those memories that you make with your kids baking or whatever it's like I don't want to have to be adding chia seeds or (laughs) you know there's something so comforting in those really traditional recipes this is moms in the middle the podcast for busy parents who need a little help keeping their hustle in check. I'm Melanie Ng, mom of a busy three-year-old named Josh. And my name is Ivanka Osmak. I have a two-year-old named George. There's a reason New Year's resolutions usually include going to the gym, trying to drop a few pounds, or just getting in shape because the month of December, it is a trap. I feel like there should be music right now. Dun, dun, dun. 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 I mean, you name it, right? There's the (laughs) holiday parties, the office get-togethers, cookie exchanges, and baking galore. Okay, I know I'm guilty for this one, watching all those really cheesy holiday movies (laughs) and then popping cheesies into your (laughs) mouth, right? So all of that good stuff. Um, And everyone overindulges, but you don't feel that bad about it, or do you? Well, I mean, I just wear a lot of elastic. (laughs) A lot of elastic. Uh, So that helps, but... No, when you're in the festive spirit, you kind of like, you know, it's hard to deny that extra canapé that's going around the cocktail party or the extra glass of eggnog, although I'm not really an eggnog fan. Who likes eggnog? Yeah, or Christmas cake. Oh, wait, wait. Our producer, Steph, just put her hand up. Was it for the (laughs) eggnog or the Christmas cake? She likes eggnog. Okay, but no one likes a Christmas cake, right? I am guilty because all those stores even have out Christmas candy or candy canes, and I, I can't walk by a basket of candy canes and not take it. At least a couple. I mean, it feels wrong, right? And you don't want to say no to your family who's offering you up this beautiful holiday dinner. No, no, don't pass me that deliciously gorgeous, cheesy casserole, whatever that is, because you want to enjoy, right? Diet starts January. That's what we all say. So this holiday season, we're maybe going to try a little bit of a healthier route that comes with less guilt in January. And we have the perfect guest to join us now, Devin Connell. She's a cookbook author, recipe developer, Food Network Canada personality, also started a catering company and a small group of restaurants in Toronto. And on top of that, she launched the website, This Is Crumb. And one of the key messages using the power of food to bring people together. Devin is also a wife and mother to two boys, four and seven. Thank you so much for joining us. I know it sounds Thank like you've you. got a lot on your yeah. plate already, but literally you are putting a plate together <laughs> of food, of things for someone every day. So let's start. What What do you go into the holidays thinking when it comes to, I guess, food-wise? To be honest, I it's really hard for me to stay healthy over the holidays as well. <laughs> um, I think it, it's all about little wins, though. So one thing that I do at the beginning of December is that I know I'm going to be going out to a lot of parties. So I actually pre-batch a bunch of frozen veggies and fruit for smoothies. So I know it's like, you know, I might be running out to a cocktail party. I'm probably not going to eat dinner, but I have like nine Tupperware containers in my freezer that have a mix of like butternut squash, kale, blueberries, and I throw them into my Vitamix with a little coconut water and drink that before I go out. And it's sort of like this one little bit of insurance (laughs) that I know that I've done one good thing for my body that day. And it also stops me from going absolutely crazy on hors d'oeuvres. That (laughs) is really smart too. But also just set something in your stomach, right? Like something good, healthy, wholesome in your stomach before you go and do the bad stuff, which is always nice and overindulge. But uh, when you're doing the cooking, because of course you're doing a lot of that, 
know, let, let's let's admit, most of the good stuff isn't necessarily good for you. Do you ever look for alternatives when you come to holiday cooking? Or do you just say, you know what? Let's just accept the fact that we're going to overindulge. I'm definitely accepting the fact that I'm okay. going to overindulge. I think it is. You know, it's such a short time of year. You know, those memories that you make with your kids baking or whatever, it's like, I don't want to have to be adding like chia seeds or, (laughs) you know, there's something so comforting in those really traditional recipes. And I think you're just going to have to accept the fact that it's that time of year where you're going to have cookies out on the counter. Um, A big thing for me is I try to work out every single day. And I think that's really intimidating for a lot of people because when people think workout, they think an hour at the gym, I have to shower after... I jump out of my car after I drop my kids off at work and go for a 15-minute jog, and that's my workout. I think this idea that you have to, like, put your hour in at the gym or else it's not going to count is totally crazy. Like, I think you just have to do these little wins, and it adds up over the course of a month, you know? It's it helps. <laughs> it's also yeah, good yeah. staying on a schedule because I know if I miss two days, maybe three days, then it really starts to slide and getting back to the gym, even those 15 minutes— can be harder than if you just kept up that short amount of time. Exactly. Okay, you mentioned your um, your kids and uh, maybe getting them involved. So they're four and seven. When did you start getting them involved in the kitchen? I started probably when they were about two, and I feel like I did the recipe that a lot of people do with their kids for the first time, which is weekend pancakes. Yes. Um, right? It's yeah. sort of like the easiest kind of go-to, hard-to-screw-up recipe that you do with your kids. Um, So we started doing that. And what I love, I think baking with your kids is sort of the best first intro to do with them because it's sort of like a chemistry experiment. They love to measure. They love to mix. They love to crack eggs. There's something really precise about it. And then at the end of baking, they always get to eat. Like they love (laughs) to eat what they make. It's not like making a broccoli casserole with them. And they're like, well, they don't want to eat it at the end. Um, So I think baking with your kids is just such a great way to start. And I think you have to just, you have to be able to accept it's going to be a disaster. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) there's going to be a mess. You know it's going to be. You know what? Thank you for saying that. Because I remember the one of the first times we did the pancake thing. There was batter everywhere. Yeah. And I'm freaking out thinking like, man, I am not teaching this kid a lesson. And I'm thinking, no, actually, this is how it should be. And it kind of should be fun that way as well. There are two, totally. three, four. They're mm. not going to be perfect bakers. You can't yeah. assume that. But it's also part of the fun, right? Absolutely. And there's like a sensory learning part of that too, where it's like they're getting mucky in the batter. They're feeling different temperatures, different textures. Like that's a whole learning process in on itself. Um. Like my one of my sons is actually really picky about fruit and the way that I've started getting him used to it is fully just manually playing with it. So it's nothing to do with tasting it. He's like I give him raspberries. He squishes them. He he smells them. And then we work on doing a little thing called like a snake bite where he just has to like stick his tongue out and taste the raspberry. But that's it. He doesn't have to eat it. So. This whole idea of cooking with children is is just as much a sensory thing as it is about coming up with something delicious to eat together. Do you have memories of baking with your parents? Like, are there certain traditions around the holidays that you've passed on to your kids or you still do in your house? Yeah, I mean, my 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 dad was a, a very strong um, amateur home baker. I, that doesn't really make sense, but he, he was a great um, bread baker at home. And so every weekend I would bake bread with him. And baking bread's actually a, a really long process to mm-hmm. do with a kid because, you know, you have to do the yeast, you have to let it proof and all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. So you're sort of doing it over a 24-hour period. 
So I haven't <laughs> been able to do that with my kids. When We're sort older. of older, yeah. the quick pancake sort of thing or cupcakes or muffins. Um, but yeah, no, I think that love of baking and food is definitely, you know, started mm-hmm. in my home when I was a child and is now something yeah. I do. It is a really nice thing to share because I have such great memories when I think back to cooking with my mom and, and learning. You don't even realize you're learning, which is the best right. part. You just think yeah. you're having fun with your parents, right? Okay, totally. I can crack that egg. I can do that. Um, I want to bring it back to the holidays because um, you always get sort of those last minute visitors that come and you freak out last minute. When I say you, I mean me. Freak out last (laughs) Mm -hmm. minute because you don't know what do I serve them? What kind of appetizer should I do? Are there certain ingredients or things you should have? Like what's in your pantry or in your fridge that are go-tos over the holiday? Yeah. Well, okay. I have this little trick, which I call my party survival kit, um, which is a box that I keep in my basement stocked at all times for this very reason, for last minute guests that sort of pop over. And it has things like olives, chips, nuts, things that are shelf-stable, right? I have bitters, mixers, uh, cocktail sticks, coasters. I have my basic alcohols like vodka, gin, um, and a rum, and things like candles, votives, napkins, things like that. And it all fits in one box. Mm-hmm. And it's li- I literally just pull it out. If I get like a phone call saying I'm coming over in half an hour with the kids or whatever, I pull it out and I literally have everything to go. And I think that there are certain things that you can do with really simple ingredients that you most likely have in your fridge or your pantry already to make little nibbles with. So like one of my go-tos is a chip basically topped with anything you might have in your fridge. So I love doing like cream cheese and smoked salmon. And like a lot of people have that because they're making kids bagels and cream cheese. Um, You could do a chip with like a slice of salami and a chunk of Parmesan cheese. Um, I think, you know, if you have pickles, you can set out like mixed pickles with your olives. It's not about making the most creative thing in the world. I think it's just showing people that you've had a little bit of thought um, and making them feel sort of welcome by, you know, offering something that's not just, you know, a bag of pretzels. Yeah. We should pop by more often. That, yeah. sounds, that, that sounds awesome, actually pretty good. <laughs> but it's so smart because because we're always scrounging for things. If we know some people are coming over last minute, we're like, oh, shoot, we should go and we, we have to get the box of crackers or how many boxes and cheese and everything. But if you just have those staples in the house, it's so easy to just throw them out. And depending on the time of year, you can, you know, change up the napkins or whatever well, style, yeah. right? Exactly. And you can have a survival box for kids' parties mm-hmm. or like neighborhood kids dropping by. So it's like paper plates, pl- like plastic to cut whatever it is. But yeah, you can kind of customize them for your lifestyle. This season of Moms in the Middle is brought to you by Lego Duplo. Playing with Lego Duplo inspires and supports your toddler's imagination, curiosity, and courage to conquer the world one little step and one big brick at a time. Learning through play with Lego Duplo. Now, what if we're talking bigger dinners? Are there any holiday go-tos you like to serve or that are easy to serve? Because sometimes I'm not a, I'm not good in the kitchen. I will fully admit that. Uh, my husband does most of it if we're going to have a big meal. So are there any simple recipes that make you look like a good yes. cook sometimes? <laughs> well, I think my, my big thing about the holidays is that people get really consumed with having to like serve something hot right out of the oven. It has to be 
you know, just made. I'm a really big believer in serving room temperature food. To me, the worst thing ever is when you go to somebody's house and they're running back and forth from the kitchen. You feel like you've put them out Mm -hmm. just by coming over. Um, So I think creating um, a buffet with a bunch of room temperature things that you've been able to make before people get there is really, really simple and easy. So Um, that's not frowned upon. Like room temperature. That's totally okay. I, I don't think so. I think I think it's nice to have like one showstopper in your sort of mix of food. So if you're going to do some simple salads, you know, maybe splurge and do a rib roast or something like that. So it's not about, you know, making sure that it's all this extravagant feast. I think, you know, pick the one thing that you're going to focus most of your time on and then really do sort of simple room temp stuff. Smart. You touch on one thing, and that's about prep, because that's one of those things where you want to feel like you're part of the party, right? Yeah. You don't want to be entertaining, but cooking, and you've got the oven mitts on, and all this totally. is happening at the same time. So what are some tips when it comes to prep? Like, do you pre-make a lot of things? Do you freeze things? What are your go-tos when it comes to preparation? Yeah, I definitely am a believer in prep. Um, I think... You know, I'm a big believer in cooking um, spontaneously during the week, which might sound crazy to some people, but it's a little bit contradictory, but you have to be prepared to be spontaneous. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, there's certain things that you can do. Um, For example, you know, whenever I buy any of my lettuces or my veggies, everything gets washed the second it goes home. It gets trimmed, it gets peeled, and then it goes in the fridge. So I'm never doing, I'm never peeling my carrots at the last minute. I'm never like, bringing out the salad spinner. I'm always making sure that everything is washed and clean when it goes into the fridge. I mean, I think doing one dish meals is like really, really key. I know it's not like anything groundbreaking, but I think they're so popular for that very reason, where it's like if you can get your meat and your veggies all on one baking tray and they cook at the same temperature and for the same amount of time, I think that's that's really, really helpful. And then, to be honest, enlist your friends in helping you out a little bit. <laughs> I mean, Put them to work, work, right? Do you, but also, don't your friends just end up in your kitchen yeah. anyway? Yeah, it's like true. it doesn't matter how hard I try; um, they end up in there. And I, I people often offer if they can help. So I sometimes actually hold back a couple of like really simple tasks just for that very reason, knowing that somebody's going to ask to do something. Okay, I know this has nothing to do with eating or prepping, <laughs> but music. Because this is a way to burn calories during the season, dancing. Do you have go-to music or playlists or something that you prepare? Is that just an afterthought or it's not that big of a deal? Specifically for the holidays? Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty classic. Like if it's something earlier in the evening, like a cocktail party, I will go a little bit more like the 1930s, 1920s jazz kind of thing. I'm a big Django Reinhardt um, lover. Um, and then if you're going to be staying past 10 or 11, there's a good chance <laughs> there's yes. like going to be some old school hip hop coming on. Yeah. Um, my husband and I host a, a Christmas, a party, a holiday party every year called Champagne and Hot Wings. And uh, yeah, like you eat hot wings and drink champagne. I feel like Devin, you've buried the lead here. We're like ten minutes into this interview. (laughs) This is good. Okay, Um, how did that combo come together? Oh my! Well, my husband's favorite thing to eat is chicken wings, and my favorite thing to drink is champagne. And (laughs) we thought it would be super fun just to do a holiday party that was like totally wacky and different than everybody else's, and literally just serve those things. Oh my gosh! Like nothing else. (laughs) 
So we've done it now for about four years, and last year was the biggest one we've had yet, and we had 70 pounds of wings. Whoa. Yeah, it was crazy. How do you even prepare that? You don't. You order them. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. 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 So, so that's, that's actually a good, that's a good yeah, idea. tip I mean, right there. Because, listen, we're all moms and things get busy. So, yes, you want to make all of this homemade stuff, but it's okay, right? You, you've oh given us gosh. permission to Outsource. do uh, if you can, yes, which is yeah, always I good. Think if you have the means in a, uh, like to, to be able to outsource, you must do it. It's like, it, it's absolutely it. For me, I, I'm a big outsource. People think that I probably cook everything from scratch. I don't. It's totally unrealistic and it's so much more important for me to be hanging out with my friends and you know worrying about every last detail yeah. of a meal right. but champagne and hot wings okay i want to go back That's to this really again we're kind of stuck on this now but i like the idea <laughs> of like like you said it's about being together and it's kind of a funky fun different thing you can do that right because everyone thinks okay holidays you have to have the roast and the this yeah. and it has to be like this very formulaic it's almost cooler if it's not, right? Because people remember it. Totally. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I think. And who doesn't like chicken wings and champagne? <laughs> so, yeah, I think people see it as like a real treat. And we kind of decided we wanted the vibe of like an old school house party. So we open up every room in our house. We do a huge buffet with all these wings. And then I'm a big believer in people serving themselves their own drinks. So, like, we put giant ice buckets of open bottles of champagne, like, all around the house and you just grab a glass and serve yourself. And then my favorite part of this whole champagne and hot wings party is that in our kitchen, we do, I actually got a six foot long board made that I do only junk food on. <gasps> so oh it's this like my yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cheetos, Maltesers, Sour Patch Kids, like gummy worms, and it's just like <laughs> overflowing. So maybe you're doing, <laughs> instead of 15 minutes, 30 minutes that morning of your little run. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. But we we also leave um, like little take-home bags for people to take the can- candies home for their kids at the end of the night. That's because cute. I grew up, I don't know what, what it was like for you guys growing up, but my mom, and even to this day, Things need to be perfect before mm-hmm. she she entertains. Like even if even if it's just immediate family, mm-hmm. um, I know they're kind of like the Olympics when they throw Christmas parties or holiday mm-hmm. parties. It's it's definitely not every year, but it'll come out in a blue moon. But everything needs to be so organized. And my mom freaks out, and and I, I say it's it's not about necessarily the food. Sure, that makes it great, and you know the drinks are are fabulous. But it's just about coming together. And if I'm invited to a holiday party, I just want to see everyone together. So that's, I have to remind her, like, that's at the bottom, at the end of the day, that's why people are coming over to see you and to see other people. But I don't know if it's an old school mentality or if that's just her personality. I think it's an old school mentality. Like, no one's going to remember what that place setting looked like. Right. No one's going to remember that. But I will remember your six foot long candy (laughs) table with junk food. So on top of that, are there any fun things that you do to just create memories? Because that let's let's admit it. We're going to overindulge. We're going to do the bad things. We're going to do the fun things. What else do you like to do outside of the champagne and hot wings? There's a lot of baking that happens for sure. I think that it is the time of year, you know, it's nice to be able to gift people food too. Like, and it's the cutest when, you know, the kids make the cookies and they're like a disaster. And then you give them to the grandparents and the grandparents <laughs> open the box and they're like, oh, goodie. <laughs> um, thank you so much. Um, but uh, yeah, so there's there's that kind of thing. I think creating and making food gifts like with your kids that they can give to someone makes them feel like real I don't know that they've really accomplished something and mm-hmm. it's you put thought into it right because yeah. I've received a lot of those you know in like a little mason jar and it could be some like roasted nuts that they put some sort of seasoning exactly. on you know it doesn't take a long time but I went wow 
You thought to do it's that. thoughtful, yeah. Smart. And then you can have mm-hmm. the kids involved in that one, too. I like it. Mm-hmm. You mentioned smoothies um, earlier, which I really like that idea. Um, I think I'm going to try and implement that. Are there any other meals that you try and have in during the week, especially? Because things can get hairy with the school schedules and after-school after activities and your holiday parties or wherever you're being, whatever direction you're being pulled in. Are there just, like, go-tos you make on a Sunday night or a Monday and it's it's in the fridge so, you know, you can go in there and grab it? I'm not a huge meal planner. I cook pretty spontaneously because I believe in really cooking what you crave. Because I I feel like if you sort of set a plan for the week and you get to Thursday and Thursday's lamb night and you don't want lamb, (laughs) then you shouldn't have to eat it. And and I, I really believe that cooking is all about joy and gathering around the table. And it shouldn't feel like a checklist, a to-do list. So I do prepare in a sense where, like, I know that there's a handful of vegetables that I'm definitely going to use over the course of the week, whether it's um, a butternut squash that can sit in my fridge for, like, three weeks, broccoli, some arugula, some baby spinach, um, always have garlic and onions on hand, and then, like, tins of tomatoes, um, frozen sausages, I think is a great one. You can make a pasta sauce with that, or you can just sort of roast them up. One of my favorite go-to meals that I think is healthy, but it's also really delicious is I do like a baked risotto once a week, which again is all stuff that I pull out of my pantry. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'll do it with chicken thighs. Sometimes I'll do it with sausages, but like that's rice and boxed chicken stock and a little tomato paste and some chicken thighs. And I'm not a traditional uh, meal person in the sense that I think your plate has to have like one veg, one starch, one protein. Like I don't really cook that way. Um, yeah, I'm really more about creating these sort of like one one dish meals. And uh, so, yeah, pasta's big in our house. Yeah. Risotto, but it's quick. You know? It's easy. And you also come off looking like a star because the kids love it. Right. Yeah. I'm sure I they think say, if you have gonna... picky eaters, then it's probably an easier go to. Yeah. Right? I think the key to creating like, I, I mean, it's a challenge to create a meal that everybody in your family is going to love. Um, and so I'm really big on customization. So I, I believe that if you give your kids choice, they feel empowered. Right. And they're more likely to eat something. So, for example, like a, a great way to customize a meal is make a really like simple chili with no spices or whatever. But then you're going to put out your grated cheese, your sour cream, your cilantro, whatever it is that, you know, your husband can like dump all the hot sauce he wants <laughs> on it. And then, you know, your kids might not go for any of it. Yeah. Um, another great thing to do like that is tacos. It's like, okay, fine. They can just have plain chicken and cheese if they want. But then you're going to show them all these other choices. They're going to see you choosing them. And you might get surprised. I Just the other night. So I always do pizza with my son. He's three. Oh, great. But it's yeah. cute. Like I use like a naan bread and I brush it with olive oil. Yeah, and we do great. like the tomato. Like the pre-done pizza sauce, and we and I always lay out all these different toppings. Like you said, he surprised me the other night. I went, "All right, Josh." He always goes, uh, "Pepperoni cheese, pepperoni cheese," yeah. every single time. Well, I just happen to have extra broccoli, so I cut it up. But I said, "How about you throw a little broccoli on there?" And he said, "Okay." <laughs> he put it in there, and it was his fit. He ate all the broccoli off his pizza first. And he oh. said, I love this. And so that's now his new go-to. So I love that because it not only encourages them, empowers them, it, it just opens the doors to things totally. that they wouldn't have done, but they thought they chose it. Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. we tricked them. I <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, and I find that I am often, like, just when I think that I'm never going to get them to eat a certain thing, they'll choose it. It's like they just constantly surprise me about, you know, they get into these horrible ruts, but then all of a sudden they change and they mature and they want to try something and... 
So just be patient, I think, with your kids. Yeah. I think that's great. I like taking the, the even the tacos and letting them choose what to put on. I don't do taco night, taco night enough. Taco Tuesday. I think it's because I'm not taco. home yeah. Tuesdays. That's why. Oh, but. Yeah, yeah. Breakfast is actually a really good place to start, like empowering them to kind of choose their own thing. It's actually given to me from a girlfriend that she puts out in the morning. I know it sounds like a lot of work. It's actually not. But in the morning, she'll put out sort of whatever breakfasty food she has on the table. So she'll put out a box of cereal, a pitcher of milk, because obviously like a small child can't pour a mm-hmm. giant carton of milk, some bread, butter, cream cheese, almond butter, jam, like just put the jars out. And the kids choose and they make it themselves. I think there's something about making it and putting on, I mean, obviously they put half a jar of jam on, you're going to stop. <laughs> but um, I think that there's something about ha- them having control over their portion sizes and what they put on their toast or whatever is important. And my kids toast their own bread and they have burned themselves and they don't burn themselves anymore because they burnt themselves once <laughs> right, and they right. learned. They learned. So, um, you talked a little bit about some of the vegetables and stuff that you always have stocked up in your fridge. I know you do a lot of baking. So mm-hmm. I'm a very amateur baker. I do like banana bread and cookies that are very, very basic. So um, let's say you were to have, say five to seven ingredients that you are must go-tos or secret ingredients that you have in your pantry. What are the good ones for baking? For baking, sesame seeds. Which oh, is, sesame seeds yeah. for baking? Yep. Like last night, actually, my, my son and I made an apricot and sesame cake. Mm. And it was really good. Uh, this is a note to the <laughs> listener. She did not bring it in for us today. In the studio. <laughs> yeah, there's none, none to share. Maybe it was, it was so good it was eaten up, right? Okay. Half the sesame seeds <laughs> ended up on the floor. So, um, okay. So, so I think any dried fruits is great. So like dried apricots, um, dried figs. Having really good quality vanilla is is really important. I think having some really good Spices like cinnamon, cardamom, where you can kind of like you're talking about banana bread. Why mm. not try adding a little cinnamon and cardamom and maybe cloves to your banana bread or something like that? It's always important to have really good, high quality chocolate on hand um, for making chocolate cakes or puddings or anything like that. Condensed milk is actually a really mm. good one to yeah. have on hand. Um, you can make really good dolce de leche by just Ooh. boiling a can of like a whole closed can of condensed milk for two hours. If you just boil it in a pot of boiling water for two hours, you open it and it's the most amazing <gasps> dolce de leche you'll ever have. I would have okay. thought. And then, could you, then you just serve it and you put a little bit of like, like a couple of raspberries on top and like look at you. Yeah. What you've done. Totally. Ooh, that's Never even good. thought about that. Okay, wait. Sesame seed. I, I want to go back to that because yeah. what else can you make with that? Like what are your some go-tos? Because I wouldn't even know how to no, cook with I would that. think cooking, but yeah. Baking you could do no. uh, yeah. like a sesame brittle. I like putting it in cakes or on top of a cake. Um, if I had been really brave last night, I would have put tahini in that cake as well. Wow. And try. I think there's, uh, you know, mixing savory and sweet ingredients is, is really interesting. It's a great way to, like, encourage your, your kids to try new flavors. And they won't really, it because it's sweet and it's a cake, like, your chances of them trying it are probably a bit better. Yeah. And, you know, there's unexpected things that you can use in baking, like olive oil or different nut oils, um, hazelnut oil. Actually, hazelnuts is a great one to have. Oh, okay. um, hand because hazelnut is the flavor of Nutella, right? Yep. Um, so that's always great, like doing a hazelnut brittle that then you can put in a food processor, dust it on some whipped cream or your chocolate mousse. Like there's... there's I'm really hungry right now. I know, right now, I know me too. For all these sweets too. Uh, okay, one, one final question. Eggnog, yes or no? 
No. Really? <laughs> Yay! See? Yeah. I think most of us, besides our producer Steph, she agree. loves it. Steph no. loves Can't it. Can't get into the eggnog. No. I'll go, I'll go martini, extra <laughs> <Yes>. olives. <laughs> and champagne. Exactly. Yeah. There it is. Thank you so much for Thank joining you. us. These are really good tips. And, uh, I'm, we're going to be over to your house soon then. Awesome. We will have You're coming for champagne, champagne and hot wings. Yeah. You know it. Done. Thank you. Thanks, Devin. Thank you. Okay, I don't know about you, Ivanka, but I learned a lot from Devin. That was actually super eye-opening. One, because I don't feel as guilty now, indulging. Yes. So I love that we're all on the same page. But also stocking your pantry. I would have never thought of sesame seeds. I would have never, I mean, you hear about cardamom, but I don't even know how to use cardamom properly, but you always see it in the recipes. So that that's helpful to know. Just have it. Have it because you'll probably use it. Love and do that. you think you'll be more encouraged to bake? I mean, I'll still make that banana bread, but with cardamom, right? It's yeah, like a whole other level. I'll do Josh it. I'll love it. I'll do it. I took two things away from this conversation. One is I'm going to get George more involved in baking. He already loves baking, so so I don't think that will be hard to do. But I'm not going to stress about it when there's a mess because I do, and I like to get my dishes done right away. Like I'm the type of person that, you know, uses a bowl, uses um, um the measuring cups, and then immediately wash. I'm going to chill. I'm going to chill, especially during the holiday season. Wait, and can, you have do, fun. can you do that? Can you? <laughs> this is all. We're going to try. Okay, we're going to okay. try. And the other thing I'm really going to try um, making an effort to do so that I do feel less guilt in January is it's okay to indulge, but not on the crappy stuff. Because, like, you know, I'll, as I said earlier, I'll pick up some candy canes or I'll, I'll eat those extra chocolates that don't really taste good, but I just, they're there. I'm going to, it's going to be homemade or it's going to be extra decadent chocolate, stuff that's that's good for, I don't want to say good for me, but it's good. And it's I don't feel as soul. guilty about it. Yeah? Good for the soul. Because then yeah. you probably don't eat as much. Yes, you Maybe. will. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that, those are the two things that I'm going to take away. This season of Moms in the Middle is brought to you by Lego Duplo. Support your toddler's imagination. Thanks for listening to this episode. As always, we hope you had fun and we really encourage you to rate and review this wherever you download your podcast. And we always love hearing from you. So you can reach out to us on Twitter at Frequency Pods. Also on our Instagram page at Moms in the Middle Podcast. As always, this was produced by Stephanie Phillips. Big shout out to Steph. Thank you so much. And presented by Frequency Podcast Network. <laughs>